What's good? Yep. Okay. What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy B L A Double K A sitting here in Lynchburg City. Got up this morning and I got out there and I cut some grass and then the wife had me put some pesticide stuff down and uh right after that, shortly after that, it started to rain. <laughs> I swear Virginia can be the East Coast uh seattle i swear man but um aside from that my day is pretty big my day is pretty being uh pretty good man I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked and excited to see basketball back you know what i mean so like i was i was i was thinking at first like you know when i was watching the uh the scrimmage games and shit i was like okay it starts to look like some uh what do they call it uh 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 um like scouting teams and stuff like that, like the G League and shit, you know what I mean? So I was kind of worried, you know what I'm saying, when the season started, like how shit was going to look. But I I, I got to give it to them, man. They did their thing, you know what I mean? NBA is back. Uh, as of right now, what it starts to seem like is that any sport that can be played indoors is safe. And anything that can be played, anything that's played outdoors, uh, we're going to have some trouble with, man, because – uh. And I won't touch too much on this because I'm trying to save my sports stuff for tomorrow. But I do want to let people know, like, like right now, things is not looking good for baseball. You know what I'm saying? The major leagues, um, I mean, it's like the Florida Marlins had, you know, a, a, a third of their team test positive for COVID-19. And there has been 25 positive cases so far and about 24 or maybe 25 games have been postponed. So, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy that uh it seems like it's being like certain parts of the country just seem like it's being pushed open, you know what I'm saying, to reopen and stuff like that, man. And, you know, I'm not sure what everybody is doing with the whole COVID-19, but man, I swear it, it's, uh you know, it, it's just not looking good for baseball. And as I said, like the NFL, they've got to be like shaking in their boots right now because they, they, they have it, their sport. You can't control, you know what I'm saying, the environment. So, you know, it's not like basketball, you know what I mean? And and, and uh, apparently hockey is is uh, doing pretty good. They are basically holding the rest of their season in Canada. So, you know, it's pretty good on that end, man. But, yeah, I, it's just been crazy as far as uh, looking for basket. I mean, looking for, like, baseball and shit like that to start up. And at some point in time, it will, you know what I mean? At some point in time, it's going to start up and shit. And and my thing is, is that I just hope when the whole uh, football season starts up, you know what I mean? I just hope at that point in time that I just hope that they can get through the season. You know what I mean? It, it'd be real cool if they can get through the season and shit like that, yo. And, uh, you know, aside from that, I want to uh, – so I was I was doing some uh, scrolling and shit today, and I see that uh, one of the guys from the Deadliest Catch by the name of Marlon Reyes, 
and uh, he's dead at 38 years old. The cause of death is still unknown. And, uh, I'm, you know, he didn't die from his job. Uh, thank God, man. Like, I, I did the uh, Alaska uh, commercial fishing. You know what I'm saying? For those who know me, know I lived out there for about a good four and a half, I say probably five seasons or something like that. And uh, that kind of work out there is super scary and it's super deadly. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, so I, my condolences goes out to Marlon Reyes and his family. Once again, he was 38 years old. And uh, he was on the boats. Uh, what was the name of the boats, man? He had one of them was called the Seabrook, and the other one was the Cape, Cops, Cape, Cape Caution. Now, I'm not too familiar with the Cape Caution, but I knew a couple of guys from the uh, Seabrook. And uh, I didn't know Marlon personally, but, man, I swear, me, I mean, like, out there in Alaska, yo, like, when you party with the deadliest catch guys, I mean, they party, bro. Like, I've seen Ted's in Alaskan bars as high as, like, 3500 bucks. You know what I mean? Those guys, they make a, they made a hell of a lot more money out there than, like, what we used to do out there. Like, you know, we would switch places, like, from December to, from December to the beginning of April, we would stay docked in Dutch Harbor, you know what I mean, and process the fish there. And then we would leave Dutch Harbor and go out uh, it'll take us four days to get to a certain part of the sea or whatever. And then the deadliest catch boats, they would meet us out there. You know what I'm saying? And it was, it, you know, it's, it's, it's deadly work, man. Me, myself, I had a concussion. I fractured a bone in my right hand and I damaged some ligaments in my big toe, you know, and, and, you know, I've seen injuries that was 10 times worse than that. You know what I mean? So that deadliest catch work, that shit is, is, is the name says speaks for itself. Because it's deadly, you know what I'm saying? They go out there in the northern part of the Bering Sea, man, and it's treacherous out there. I'm telling you, for anyone who has never been in the Bering Sea, my God, <laughs> it, it, it's a scary place to be, man, on, on, on any type of, uh, you know, vessel or boat, ships or anything like that, yo. Because when, when, when the Bering Sea, when Mother Nature decides to does her, do her thing, and that's just what it is. And so... We have our first caller of the day here. So, caller, are you there? Hello, caller. Hello. Hey, caller, are you there? Yeah. What's going on? So, ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to have a very special guest on my show by the name of Private Second Class Marquesia Johnson. She's my niece, and she's in the military, and she's stationed out, stationed out there in Hawaii. Marquesia, how are you doing today? I'm good. So how is how is the military life? Uh it's it's challenging, but like it's good for like Yeah. So I don't really know that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. What what uh what prompted you to join the military? Um, well, I just used it for me like as a stepping stone because I'm young and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do exactly, so mm. I just came here. Tell the truth, you like the guns too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that's right. So so how is uh how is Hawaii? It's good, I love it. So do you see yourself staying there after your tour is done over there or what do you want to do? Um, if I'm granted the chance to, I would definitely extend my contract 
out here. Okay. It's a great duty station. Okay, that's what's up there. So, uh, are you familiar with the, uh, of course, the uh, the uh, young lady that was murdered in uh, Fort Hood, if I'm correct, by the name of Vanessa Guillen? Uh huh. Okay, so have the have the military talked to you guys specifically? The women that's in the military have uh, any type of uh, upper commandment talked to you guys about the situation? I mean, we go through a class, like when you first come in, it's called SHARP. It's pretty much against what happened to her, but it's it's a lot of crookedness in here too. So like, so when, when you- Most were, of the leadership that teach that class be okay. the people that's doing it. So in, in, in your division, are there women that, uh, that have high rank in your division? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. And uh, are are any of them? Not that it really matters, but you know, just in case people want to know, are any of those women that are in high position are women of color? Uh, it's a few. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in my unit, not not that many. So, as uh, do you plan on like re-enlisting, or you're going to do like two to four years, and that's going to be it, or what do you plan to do? Um, I'm still deciding. Oh, okay. All right. So, are uh, you still going to go to school as well? Yeah, I plan on it. Okay. All right. What? Uh, yeah. And also, uh, I had already. I, what, so, are there any steps that the military is taking to help you guys prevent the COVID nineteen outbreak? Um. Yeah, we're practicing social distancing, and if you can't like get six feet, then they want you to wear a mask. Okay. So, is it so? It's pretty uh, much what's going on. Okay. So, it's a requirement on the island of uh, Hawaii to wear a mask. Yeah, when you first get here, you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. Oh, okay, okay. All After right. that, the album is open, mm -hmm. but you got to wear a mask in all the stores. Okay, okay. Now, I also understood, understand that there was a uh, a bad storm over there, if I'm correct, a hurricane or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, is that in the area that you are in? It was on, like, an island next to me, but it didn't affect us that much. We just got a lot of rain and wind okay and now let me ask you this what would you say to the 18 year old kids who are graduating this year and thinking about joining the military what kind of advice would you give them? um i would tell them to go for it especially if you're not exactly sure mm -hmm. what you want to do in the next step of life it's definitely a great starter like as far as the benefits and okay. stuff like that like it's definitely good to get you on your feet okay and what what exactly could you uh tell everybody exactly what your rank is and what it is that you do um well right now i'm a private second class so i don't have that much leadership position mm -hmm. i'm like under everybody okay so. you're just starting off too correct yeah okay and uh I've been in okay and what exactly do you do I'm a 74 Delta, which is a chemical, biological, radiological oh, shit. specialist. Oh, shit. So, like, okay. So you deal with uh, what they call it, biochemicals? Stuff like that, would you say? Yeah. Like, okay. 
like bombs. I deal with decon. Okay. Like so do you know how to make them? No. <laughs> you say you do? If I did, I can't say it only. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, though, that's that's super cool, man. I'm super stoked. Uh, you know, our family, we have quite a few people who was in the uh, military. Uh, man. My my brother Ben, uh, my brother Raymond. I also have a younger brother by the name of Marcus Green on my father's side. who's in the military. Uh, Antoine Moss, our our cousin, uh, he was in the military as well, and several other people in the family. I can't think off of hand. Uncle Charles was in the military as well. I think he was in the Marines. If I'm correct, but uh, yeah. So we come from a uh, list of people who are in the military, and uh, I really appreciate what you're doing with yourself at this young age you keep it up uh you continue to stay safe out there and is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to the floor is yours um, well to my mom of course because i wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for her okay um, just to my family oh to vicky too because he played a huge role in okay he actually coming here he encouraged me to do this okay okay um, Y'all for supporting it. Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Now, is, is there anybody that's beside you that would like to say anything, or are you just alone? Oh no, I'm by myself. Hmm. I'm by myself. Oh, okay, okay. Where is uh? Is there anything else that you would like uh the outside world to know? And what are your plans for the rest of the day? Well, I might hit the beach. Yeah. Oh my God. See, see now I'm jealous. So now I'm super jealous. Now we're over here, and it's like it's been raining and all types of stuff here. It's gloomy outside, and here you are talking about hitting the beach on Hawaii. Can't do nothing with you. Can't do nothing with you. Yeah. So, uh, so it's gonna be a whole three years over there, huh? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, they live up their life. Is it expensive over there? It is like it's very expensive. Yeah, I kind of figured it was. You know, me when I was in uh, Alaska, I swear uh, it was like the most expensive place I had ever been. I mean, you know, I'm a cigarette. Smoker. I went to McDonald's. Yeah. I paid three dollars for a four piece. <laughs> I'm used to paying a dollar for a four piece. Yeah, that's how it is, man. That's how it is. Everything is super expensive. And uh, if you get a chance, like uh, your auntie Myra, she normally like male candy. So I'm just going to throw that out there. You know what I'm saying? I love Hawaii candy. I got somebody over there in Hawaii. Put two and two together. Send your boy some candy. <laughs> but listen. Okay. But listen, though, man, I, I'm super, super proud of you. I love you like crazy. And uh, we're all we're all rooting for you, and you have a safe time over there, and learn as much as you can, and enjoy. All right. Okay. And on that note, I want to thank you for being on the Sixth Sense. You have yourself a good day. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye bye. Caller, I. Caller, are you there? Hello. Hi, caller. Could you state your name and where you're from? Um, I'm Bernie, and I'm from Sudan. Okay, and how are you today? 
I'm good. pretty fine. How are you? Cool. Caller, what would you like to say? Um, I have nothing to say, but <laughs> thank you for accepting my call. <laughs> That's not a problem. And where you say you were, where you're from again? Uh, Sudan. Sudan. Uh, is that North Sudan or South Sudan? North Sudan? No. Yeah, North, North. Okay. All right. I have some I have some friends from uh South Sudan. So that's pretty cool right there. And uh yeah, so how often do you how often do you listen to the show? It's my first time. It's your first time? Well, hey, I want to thank you for calling in and listening to the Sixth Sense. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and you have yourself a great day. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. Man, I love this. I swear. So that was uh my niece earlier, Marcasia, Marcasia Johnson. She's a private second class, and she's stationed over there in Hawaii. And, man, I swear, you know, it's, it's good to see the younger generation, you know what I'm saying, take life and grab it by the horns and, you know what I mean, deal with it and things like that, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just good to see, you know what I'm saying? You got people out here who are protesting the right way, young people, and, you, you know, they're getting into voting and things of that nature, man. So, you know, a lot of uh, smack get talked about the generation that's up under us. You know what I mean? They call them millennials. A lot of people call them lazy. A lot of people, hey, they don't have a sense of direction. And I beg to differ because this generation, I feel a lot, I feel a lot better about the generation that's under us as opposed to when my generation was that age, because, man, we were some wild stallions. <laughs> we were some wild stallions at that age, man, I swear. And uh, so I'll just jump into a couple of uh, subjects here. Uh, basically, today's uh, podcast was basically, uh, I had basically done this show around uh, my niece, Marquesia Johnson. I didn't really have a bunch of stuff to talk about today other than the fact that today is sunday and i just been sitting back chilling and watching basketball and as i had said earlier before a lot of you guys had logged on uh i'm i'm super stoked and super excited to see how the basketball situation is going uh being that it is in a controlled environment however when it comes to baseball that's something totally different uh the cases are soaring like crazy uh the um what do they call it? the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred? He has already said, and I quote, I have no plans of quitting uh, or stopping the season. And he doesn't he, he really don't have to stop the season. But what's going to happen is that the season is going to stop on its own because you're getting entirely too many players that are testing positive, And now you're starting to have players like basically walk off the job uh, case. Uh, case number one is Giannis Cespedes, who was a shortstop, if I'm correct, or an outfielder for the New York Mets. And they had a game today, and uh, he came to the clubhouse and then decided to just say, I guess he just said, fuck it, I'm not dealing with this, the COVID-19 is real. So he decided to go back to his room, pack up his stuff, and leave. And he didn't let nobody know. And uh, he did, he told his uh, agent, and then his agent, you know what I'm saying, told the team or whatever like that. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these cases are starting now. Also in the NFL, which I uh, plan to get to talk about tomorrow as well, uh, a lot of uh, football players are starting to uh, opt out of the 2020 season. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is uh, guys, are, you know, their life is serious. You know what I mean? And people 
are starting to see now that hey, this COVID is it's a real thing out here, man. It's a real thing, and I'm not understanding why people are choosing to like not wear masks and stuff like that. And like I said in uh, one of my earlier podcasts, um, America is the only country because I did the research. America is the only country that's uh uh uh, uh going against uh, wearing a mask or or feeling the need to protest against the mask, feeling. Uh, feeling like that their First Amendment is being jeopardized and things of that nature. The only country, and I told people three plus months ago that this was going to happen. I knew it was going to be hard for America to flatten the curve because we have a lot of people who just don't like to follow rules and instructions. I see it every day. You know what I mean? You guys see it every day as well. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, you know, people are going to do what what and that's the one thing i've always told my kids you know what i'm saying especially my son i'll be like listen grown people are only gonna do what they want to do you know what i mean whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that's just what it is that's just how it is and it's it's, it's rough out there right now you know what i'm saying in the sense of trying to flatten this curve with this COVID 19 but uh, I'm just asking everybody to just continue to do your part, man. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong. Nobody is saying that you have to wear your mask 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Only thing they're saying is, listen, if you're going to be out and about, if you decide to go inside a business and purchase something, just place a mask on your face. And the moment you walk out of that business, you can take your mask off. You got your free will all over again. You know, you know, whatever the case may be, man. So. You know, but uh, like I said, man, it's Sunday. It's gloomy. I'm just sitting here watching basketball. Had a quick interview with uh, private second class Marquesa Johnson. I'm super stoked that she's over there in Hawaii and she's doing her thing. You know what I mean? And uh, I can't wait to see her. Can't wait to get some of that good Hawaiian candy from her as well. And, uh, you know, she know the family is behind her. We support her 100 percent. And uh, yeah. And so, guys, I'm gonna let you guys get back to your Sunday doing to whatever you was doing. And uh, once again, continue to wash those hands, continue to practice your six feet of social distancing, continue to love one another, continue to wear your mask. And on that note, it's your boy, B-L-A-K-K-A, and I'm out. Peace.